0: Welcome to episode 11 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of entrepreneurship and business.
1: I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how's your week going, buddy? Uh, you know, it's another week. <laughs> yep. Another hectic week. Yep. Um, just trying to... Feels like you're just trying to hold on to stuff, you know? Like a crazy horse running away from you and you're just trying to hang on. What about you?
0: I feel you. I was... I was prepared for a slow January, and it's been everything but. This is probably the craziest that I can think it's been. Even it's probably some. It's probably equal to about the the Black Friday sale type of week, or just uh, the new product is just going insanely well, and I wasn't prepared for that, <laughs> which is which is ironic because I think just a few episodes, uh, I think I said I'm like, you need to be prepared for the you know for the decisions that you make to go to not go well but also to go well and i didn't plan for things to go this well with the product so i'm uh i'm feeling like i'm on my heels with it and we're both getting ready to leave next week for a whole week so i'm trying to get 2 weeks worth of stuff done this week and um thank god dusty is back to work and healthy and
1: so he's back now um,
0: yeah he's back awesome so he's yeah i've i feel better i mean i'm still pulling late nights but uh but at least i feel like i can focus on what i need to focus on and let him focus on what he needs to focus on and we're both we're both staying later he's i asked him to uh, for this week, if he could if he could stick it out a little bit later this week and, and help get some stuff done, and, and he agreed. So, um, but it's awesome. I I can't be more thankful for it. I'm just uh, it's kind of a crazy time.
1: It's good though. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear he's back. <laughs> I yeah, know that would yeah, me too. put a lot of stress on you.
0: And actually, I interviewed another young man uh, yesterday evening that I'm um, think about hiring another. Set of hands, nice. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, it's that's one of those things you got, you, you, you got to kind of balance. Like, you know, it, do I do I want to add that expense um, for what I'm going to have them do and that sort of thing? So, um, which just like when I hired Dusty, it was you know, I, I went through the same thing and. Frankly, hiring him has allowed so much. You know, it's allowed me to do so much more. Right. So it's one of those things. Like, like, I know if I can afford to hire someone else, it's going to allow Roger me to to focus even Roger more. So,
1: come on, Roger. Yeah, give me one on. second. I'm going <laughs> to unplug the phone. <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh that's always the struggle. <laughs> Trying to find quiet around here is very difficult. But anyway, so you're you're saying uh all all things are good. I, I can tell that the uh the rask is ending up everywhere. Just by what you've already shipped out and just seeing other people posting about it, it seems like it definitely took off. Yeah. So that's oh, I, that's really neat to I, see.
0: I sold half of of this last batch just yesterday so it's uh i'm trying to get I'm trying to get back on the mill and start making more of them so i can drop them off at anodizing by the end of this week so that when we come back from shot show i'll have more to build that's the that's the hope anyway
1: so what do you normally do for potential customers do you put something up on your website that says you're you're at shot do you have an automatic email that responds to customer um, questions or what, what's your game plan there so what we've done
0: in the past, I, I have someone who's going to come in and fulfill orders a few days next week. So orders are still going to be going out. Um, th- th- there may be a day delay compared to what we usually do, but I don't think it's enough to really warn people about. Um, so I don't think I'm really going to do much of anything. I mean, anybody that follows us on social media is going to know that we're, that we're there. Um, but, you know, we're still going to be able to – to To answer, you know, some emails and stuff in the evenings. We'll we'll, we'll try to keep up with the emails and stuff, but yeah. Um, I mean, it might not be a bad idea just to just in case we can't really keep up as much. It might not be a bad idea to you know, to put some kind of email response on there. Yeah,
1: just I always feel like I think about it before I leave, and then I always forget. And just because there's so much stuff that leads up into leaving to go anywhere, even if you're not actually showing at a booth, just even attending the show. Right. um, There's just a lot involved in that. Well, and I'm trying,
0: I I really try to make, to make sure that things keep running as usual. Like I don't want, I don't want to lose sales because somebody's going to think that things aren't going to ship this week or something. So if anything, I'd rather put my energy towards, you know, making sure that people know that we are still shipping and stuff, right. even, even though we're not in the shop. So, um, I, I, I try to keep, keep things business as usual. Um, frankly during the day at shot, it's not that big a deal to, I mean, you can only walk that show so many hours of so many days. Yeah. So, um, I'm definitely gonna try to pace myself a little bit more during the day and, you know, and you know, you know, try to get back to the house and kind of relax and keep up with the emails and stuff. So,
1: yeah, that's kind of my plan is just keep tabs on thing, you know, on things throughout the day. Cause I have my work email on my phone and everything. I'll be able to see, uh, see what's going on. And, and Mark will be back at the shop. So any shipments that come in, he'll be able to handle, but right. it always does. You know, it definitely complicates stuff, you know, whenever we're leaving for a show, cause then any, any process or any, any issues around that could potentially get held up. But yeah, I think we're better off this year than years before for sure.
0: Right. I mean, the responsible thing for me to do would have been for me to go to shot and leave dusty here to, to run things nice and smooth. But I was kind of excited to to bring him along. He's never been and just so he can kind of experience things. And I don't know we, he's like on social media and stuff. He's, he's seen just as much as me. So I've, know i kind of wanted to get him out there just um for people to meet him and for him to meet people that we that we talk to pretty frequently so that's gonna be a good time i'm looking forward to i need to i need to sit down and I'm, i'm i might wait till the 11th hour and do this on the plane ride but i need to sit down and kind of figure out all the people that i need to meet i've done a horrible job of keeping tabs of of people that i've agreed to meet with just i mean this is just like in passing hey we should meet up at the show right. type of thing you know it, yeah. not really like you know, uh, you know for people who I've got some more official business with we have things scheduled out but um, I like I know the first year I went I, I carried around like a little field notes book with with all the names in it and, and uh, that was kind of my to-do list during the, during the show time was to try to track people track those people down and scratch them off my list so I just need to yeah I need to sit down and figure out all those people I like to I know you have a lot of people, a lot of people to meet too. Like to kind of see who you need to meet. Maybe we can uh, kind of tag tag team and try to meet some of those people together. If possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a whole list, and it it was funny because not funny, but cool. Because last year, you know, we were. I mean, people knew who we were, but people weren't really searching us out. But now I'm getting messages left and right from different people and different companies saying, "Hey, we." We definitely need to connect. I want to talk to you, and some of that is on a personal side, um, but then the rest of it will tie into the business as well. Yeah. But I don't know. It was cool. It was cool seeing that. Just
0: no, that's, that people yeah, recognize sure. who we are. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're.
0: I feel like I, I, I try to stick close to, like, like to you and um, like a Noah and stuff like that because I feel like you guys, a little bit more plugged in with some of the influencer side of the business of what I am. And I feel like I'm I'm maybe a little more plugged into some of the other businesses and stuff. So
1: yeah, for sure. I I think you definitely built more business relationships sooner than we have. Definitely. Just want to hear you talking and who, you know, it's like, man, I don't know any of those people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I like to try to, you know, we can kind of leverage up each other and, and, yeah, you know, try to introduce introduce each other to, to different people, and so yeah, it's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm, you know, I I'm excited. I'd be lying to you if I told you I wasn't at least a little bit, you know, kind of dreading. Yeah, going to shot. There's always that that aspect that's kind of like you know I I know I'm probably gonna get sick. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't really want to be away from my family for five days straight. Yep, but. At the same time, yeah. this year I'm actually confident that we have enough people that we're meeting and talking to that I think that it's going to be worth our time to go out there.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah. As far as the things that I hate, I hate Vegas. Yeah. I hate being away from my family for a week. Yep. I Hate being away from my shop for the week. That, frankly, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, it just, I mean, it 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 really is pulling me out of all my routines and my everything I love is is here. And going out there now, I, I, but I always feel that way going into it. And I'm always super thankful that I went. I'm always crazy thankful when it's over, and I'm and I'm coming home. That's just that's my favorite part of shot show is leaving shot show.
1: Yeah, um, seeing you know seeing Vegas as you're banking a hard turn in a plane <laughs> heading yeah. away is always good.
0: Uh, I feel like I'm landing in Sodom and Gomorrah, just yeah, waiting for. I don't know. It's. I feel like it's not as far as that side of things. Like, you know, the cliche Vegas side of things. Maybe it's just because I because I'm a little more used to it and I know what's there, or or it's kind of changed a little bit. I feel like three or four years ago when I went there for the first time, um, I feel like it was that there was a lot more um, of the ugly side of things were more, more visible. I feel like the last few times I've been there, it wasn't as much, but. But I also don't think I spent as much as much time kinda out walking around. I was pretty much always either going to a company party type of thing or I was at the show. It wasn't really you know much anywhere else. So
1: um. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I think what happened more was people trying to either <laughs> for I don't know why, but either sell me drugs or buy drugs off of me that's pretty much yeah. what happened on every corner but besides of you know besides that which i, I feel like if you went to any city or whatever yeah. you know that that kind of stuff's going to go down anyway but yeah it, it's not that i it, it's not that i have anything personal against vegas it's just that it's not where i would choose to be if i had the choice it definitely would not be vegas no but
0: uh, it, frankly if if we can i would love to try to get uh maybe we take a day and we go out to red rocks or something and you know know, do a little hiking or something because there's there's some beautiful spots outside of the yeah outside of the city out there you know and i
1: was thinking that because last year we went down only for a couple days and we didn't really have that much of a game plan and we just kind of stayed in the show and not that there's anything wrong with that but like you said how many days in a row can you can you walk the same show i the people that i want to meet up with a lot of this is going to happen outside of that but yeah i'd be totally down to doing something outside of the the city and trying to at least experience a little bit of what's around there because the desert is really all around the city i mean it's yeah you can see the mountains and everything
0: you, you had 30 minutes in any direction you're you're in the desert
1: yeah it is beautiful. I'll give it that. You know, I'm excited to have my camera this year, especially as I've learned more and more about photography. I think I'm equally as excited about taking pictures about what we what we are doing down there as I am, you know, talking to everybody else and and meeting new people.
0: I'm trying to decide if I'm going to bring my camera.
1: I I got that brand new,
0: uh, got a brand new camera, you know, for doing video and stuff. And as much as I would love to bring it, it's not a it's not a Super small camera. I really don't want to lug it around at the show all day because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take pictures of anything that I can't just use my phone for. Right. Yeah. I, I. I guess I'd like to have it if we went out to Red Rocks or something, but. But I don't know. I'm. I'm undecided. I think
1: I'm, think I'm, I'm going, going to, to because my my game plan is then for. My personal branding content to essentially vlog a lot of what we got going on. Um, so that that's more or less the reason why I'll have it with me. And, you know, other than that, yeah, it's a pain in the butt to have a camera that is that size for that reason. I mean, I I feel like the camera you got is probably similar to my 6D in size, and it's not easy to lug it around.
0: no. No. And I already have a backpack on me pretty much the entire day, and I have a nice backpack that fits me nice, and I still that thing on my back for as long as it is and to throw a dslr in there is is not something i want to do yeah of course i'm gonna have dusty with me this year maybe i could just make him carry (laughs) yeah he could be my mule
1: if if pat's around he can just carry dusty while dusty carries your backpack there you go (laughs) that's one of the guys that i would love to meet if we cross paths he'll be at shot well i
0: plan on i plan on going to see him tuesday uh, night. He usually hangs out at one of the local establishments and kind of lets people come in.
1: Yeah. Come yeah. There's, a, man, there's so. so many people that I, I really hope I cross paths with that I haven't formally talked to them about, you know, going to shot or or doing anything official. But I know I'll see, so I'm I'm excited for that.
0: So we got a nice little segue there. If I can back up about thirty seconds, you had you had mentioned um, your personal brand and that kind of ties in with the email that we got we finally got an email yeah so thank awesome. you uh thank you tanner for sending us an email fi- finally um and hopefully it's this got encourages a great question
1: more people to do the same thing because like i said you're going to get some patches and stuff out of it from from us yeah, and some i gotta his
0: address i don't i don't think he sent an address um i'm gonna give a shout out for him though for the whole hundred people that listen to this uh it's tanner stacy with saber firearms training llc And Tanner sent this email, um, and I'm just going to read it to you. So he says, uh, I'm going to skip to the actual question. I started my business in May of 2018 as a firearms concealed weapons permit instructor with zero business knowledge. So basically, I am my product, so to speak. What advice would you have as far as marketing, advertising, and growing? That's really what I want to focus on this year, growing and consistently learning. Thanks. So, you know, both of our businesses are definitely product-driven, um you know we don't really have a a a brand that solely relies on on selling ourselves and our skill set and stuff but i think we both do make a point you, know, you with your keystone carry account and i mean dusty through our neomeg account we really do try and be very um a very transparent and uh here's who we are, here's, here's what we do, you know, here's where we work and, um, that sort of thing. So, maybe we do have a little bit that we could at least give him some advice on. Um, and then I think my, my biggest advice to him, probably, um, if he doesn't want to listen to anything that we have to say, is, is go and seek out some of those instructors that you know and that you've, and that are well known and well heard of and, um, and talk to them and and even ask them what they've done uh to get to the point where they are i feel like that would be um you know that'd be super valuable as well but as far as you what advice would you have for him jared
1: so that's a that's kind of a cool reality of being in 2018 and having our smartphones and having access to social media and it's 2019 buddy. 2019 Oh man <laughs> all right so it's it's january 15th 2019 um I now know it's 2019. <laughs> 2018 just flew by. Anyway, so we're in 2019, um, but having the ability to create a following on your smartphone isn't really rocket science. And I kind of mentioned it in a previous podcast when we we touched on, you know, how how you and I reach our customers, Greg. I I kind of mentioned that even even if you're just starting out and you're not 100% sure with which direction your business is going to go, you can always create a personal brand. And the personal brand is essentially just an image, a snapshot of who you are, and then broadcasting that out onto social media. So say Instagram, I'll just take Instagram, for example. Um, and if you're starting out with without any kind of product and you're offering a service, I, in my opinion, it would start the same way. And it's just a matter of, high quality content, consistency, but then doing a lot of research, like you said, Greg, and kind of looking into the world that you're trying to emulate. And one way to do that would be instructors um, like uh, John Lovell, Warrior Poet Society, you know, fantastic teacher and awesome content. So in my mind, if I'm a trainer and I'm trying to grow that following and Reach people. I'm going to study guys like him, and how he's putting out his content. How often is he posting? What platforms is he using? Uh, you know what I mean? That that kind of stuff. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of the first place that you start. And then, for me, you know, Keystone Carry came out of uh, as we were starting TA Targets and working at growing that. Keystone Carry was kind of my outlet to create my own arena and my own content. And a lot of that took a lot of time to learn. My photography style, my content, how often to post, when to post. So there's definitely a trial and error aspect to that as well. Um, and you, realistically, I don't th- I don't think it's realistic to think that you'll just start posting and then blow up and have a big account and reach people because it is always a learning curve trying to figure out how to refine your content and and best reach people. But so that's I don't know. I, that's a lot in one, one paragraph there, but that's where I would start is just looking at the people you want to, you know, emulate and, and follow.
0: Yeah. I think I'll expand on a few of those things, I think, um, or just say again, possibly, but definitely creating interesting content is going to be the most important thing. Um, And it's probably, and then the next thing I would say is, is creating and posting it consistently. It's, it's probably better to post once a day with good content than it is five times a day with not so good content. Um, and I feel like, um, pretty good buddies with, with a number of instructors and, and, uh, there's, there's one that I help, um, I'm kind of his sidekick a lot of times on the range. I'll I'll do RO stuff or I'll help him run some other stuff every now and then. And just seeing what I've seen from him, um, being an instructor is definitely kind of an interesting thing because you're really selling a service, pretty much to local people, right? Like you aren't as an instructor, you you probably aren't going to pull too many people from outside of what an hour maybe two if you're you know if you're a pretty big instructor if you're pretty well known you might pull people who are willing to drive a couple hours it depends on what else is around i guess you know so that you know so there's something else to throw in there is is know what your competition is and know who else is around if if you're one of a dozen instructors within 30 minutes or an hour or whatever um then then your strategy might look a little different if you're the only one within a two hour radius so um, you know be willing to uh, do, uh, do a little traveling and stuff and I think if I were an instructor I would probably be trying to link up um, with any local ranges and, and see if I can you know see if you can do an instructing through there and see if there's any way that you can tap into their customer base and I, I i've I feel like as an instructor um you know obviously getting how getting feet in your class is gonna be how you're gonna make your money so um, making a huge social media um, channel is is great but you know how do you you know how do you let those people local to you know that you're that you're there so I think maybe to kind of depend, you know, what's what's your goal as an instructor? Is your goal to to just be local? Do you want to travel nationally? And um so I feel like, you know, trying to kinda of narrow down at least in the beginning what your you know, what your most viable outlet gonna be?
1: Yeah, because I, I think you're right. I think if you're just maintaining a local presence and I, I guess I jumped right to um to spreading the branding over social media because I guess I'm so used to seeing instructors that travel state to state to state. And honestly, that's a trend that I feel like has picked up a lot lately. Whereas before yeah, each you know state, what what's that? When
0: you, sorry to interrupt, but but even when you look at those instructors, if you, if you look at John Lovell, if you look at Pat McNamara, if you look at these, these instructors, they don't really travel much outside of like they may run in, to a couple of the states outside of them. Maybe they'll they'll hit up another state like once or twice a year and I, and I got a feeling even then they're probably there for something else and they're just they're going to throw a class out. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like even those bigger instructors really don't don't do a ton of of far-reaching travel. I mean, would you agree?
1: I think it depends on the instructor. So I know several that will go to any of the 50 states and they they schedule out courses um you know it i don't know how many states but probably at least 15 different states um and they go where where the demand is so they'll essentially they'll create a a route that they follow throughout the year and and for some instructors i think that works well and and for other people who do any other service maybe that works but i think you're right i think generally they kind of create a segment it might be a cluster of 3 or 4 maybe even 5 states that they would be willing to travel to but um, I, I think that the norm would be what you said greg that you know you'd, you'd probably need to be willing to create your market and be willing to travel somewhat um, but again it depends on on what's around you i mean depending on the relationships that you have if there's police departments that outsource any kind of training or other gun clubs like you said um, you might be able to create a network very locally depending on what the, the competition is and I I think that's the same regardless of of what service you're offering I, I think right. knowing the competition is critical
0: yeah and I think some kind of think through here um, you know if if you yourself are your are your product I, I think no matter what there's there's a product here and I think the same same rules apply to if you're selling a product you need to you need to sell I've talked about this before you need to sell the why you know why do people need to take instruction because I tell you this way more people need to be be going to instruction than, than what actually are you know people keep spending thousands of dollars on on stupid glocks and not putting any money towards actually knowing how to shoot them um so
1: you make that sound like uh, that's a bad idea uh, (laughs) yeah
0: you know i would uh i prefer everybody have one gun and know how to use it and not and not and not have to worry about spraying bullets all over the place than have a hundred guns and and you've learned you've taught yourself from watching youtube videos that's a whole other rant. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm jotting it down. I'm, I'm writing it on my, <laughs> not <laughs> my notepad.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna tick some people off that that are not, not listening to this. But um,
1: I'm just gonna put the line item as Greg doesn't like Gucci Glocks. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: I'll stand on that hill. Um, <laughs> but you, you need to sell the why, you need to just you need you need to try to educate people on why i i feel like if more people understood the importance of why they need to take instruction um there's a lot of people that think that they're just in that moment going to going to be clutch and they're going to know what to do and they're just going to their natural reaction is going to is going to come popping out and they're going to drill two to the chest one to the you know square between the eyes and all they do but you know but all they do is just once a month they'll go stand in a static range and poke holes in paper. Um, you know, so trying to tr- trying to educate people on why is going to be your biggest thing. But also, what do you bring to what do you bring to people that they need? What do you bring to people that maybe some other instructors don't, especially in your area? You know, if it, if we are talking locally here, you know, are you more trained in long range than you are in pistol, then, then that's, then that's, that's your specialty. So maybe that's the way you need to go. But if the demand in your area shows that pistol training is, is going to be the most viable, like I know with one of the guys that I trained with, I was, I was talking about, he has a really hard time filling a rifle class, really hard time, but he can, he can fill a pistol class every weekend. Um, you know, I, I would love to do more rifle stuff, but if you can't fill the class, then there's no point in doing it. So, um, just like with any product, you you need to educate people on why. and You need to educate people on the what that you bring to in that area that 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 maybe isn't being fulfilled or has never been done or or whatever. So, uh, you need to show people what the value is and why they need to pay you for your services and and why they need to pay you to to learn what you know
1: yeah i agree with all that i i again admittedly i don't this is kind of outside of my arena but i do have friends that are instructors or or have their own services and i think that there are some basic economics that come into play like you were talking about. And and I think no matter what you're selling, they apply. And I really like that you know, I really like the idea of coming up with that why and the what and then making sure that you're communicating value to the customer. And obviously training within your scope. Because let's be honest, if you've taken a class with an instructor who's, you know, on less than, you know, up up to par with what they're trying to portray, you're gonna you know, students are gonna see it and it ultimately isn't going to, it's not going to help anybody. And then the other thing that, you know, maybe this is or isn't applicable, but just something that we've learned through TA Targets is, you know, when you have a large lineup of offerings, that can sometimes hurt you as well. So I think that's also applicable, like you were saying, with rifles versus pistols. I know some places have 10 or 15 different styles Of courses that they would offer and depending on where where you're at that may not be the best move right now you know maybe you have to be kind of focused on a couple things that you know you can do well and that you know the market needs and and that's i think that's applicable to all businesses as well the more you know about your customer and the better you can communicate your product the the higher chance that you're going to have that you're going to actually get business from them Definitely, but yeah, I so mean, hope that hope it helps
0: ahead. them out. And no, I say, I just hope it helps them out. Hope it makes it makes sense. And and again, I I think a lot of these these roles and ideas can apply to you know whether you're selling the next best mousetrap or you're selling the next best service. Um, and I just I really believe that that selling the why um, is going to be the most important thing because. You know, I think I think people a lot of people are willing to to spend a little bit more and try a little bit harder for something that that maybe costs a little bit more if it's if it's really going to bring them value that they realize that they need. Um, so
1: Yeah, I, hopefully, that, hopefully that does help out. Like I said, it's a little out of, you know, I'm not, I'm not a trainer. I don't professionally train people. And, and although, I mean, I guess you could say that the Code end of it is similar, but that's kind of like, it's kind of a side gig for me. Um, and that really is a service oriented. I, I don't know. Is that a service or is that a product? I guess it's a service. <laughs> I, 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 I approach it the same way though, that you have, Options and then it gets communicated why there's benefits to it and ultimately you're reaching people the same way that we are with t a targets building the following and then like you said selling on why but yeah I hopefully that does help out a little bit
0: and frankly once once people bought in once they bought into that why man like I, I I think to myself too. Like the things that I bought into, you know, whether it's companies or products or whatever. Um, once I realize what that product or service does does for me, and I've been educated, like I'm, I'm sold out. Like I'm all in, and whatever, whatever else they do, whatever else they they come up with or whatever. I'm way more likely just to, you know, that's that's why there is 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 brand loyalty. That's why that's a thing. Is because there's certain brands that do things really well, and they've done a good job at 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 selling the, the the why and how and the what. So anytime I mean, look at Glock. They're coming out with two more guns that, frankly, I'm not sure why. They're coming out with them, but I guarantee they're going to sell millions of them. Yeah, um, it's because they're proven, and I mean you can't argue with that. They're you know they're proven, and they do a good job at at uh, at I mean, everybody knows the why. It's it's hard to argue with with Glock because because they've done such a good job with that, and anything else that they make suddenly turns into gold, and that's awesome for them
1: and honestly that's kind of where where I'm at with any business ventures I mean is I I aspire to get to that point where people see the value in what we're offering and see the picture and then buy in and I think we did pretty good with that with TA Target so far because like the the realm of instructors the steel target world is just littered it's absolutely littered with target companies if you get bored just type it in on google and then start looking on instagram and facebook and youtube and it's just downright overwhelming and if you allow yourself to focus too much on that fact and you let that hold you back you'll never differentiate yourself from the pack and what i found is oftentimes it's not even that difficult and again this is totally dependent on this is not a totally blanket black and white statement but for us, it hasn't been that difficult to differentiate between ourself and the competition. It's just hearing people talk about how the competition treats customers and how long people are waiting for products and how soon they're failing. It wasn't hard for us to, to figure out how we're going to solve that issue. And that in and of itself, as people have started talking and as we've grown and reached more and more people has driven us forward as well. So I I think you, regardless of what you're doing, and we've talked about this so many times, but I think it's always worth bringing up, when you're starting out, there's always that struggle and you're always going to, at some points, feel like you're face planning your way uphill. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's not working. It's just it's going to take time and a lot of effort. Yep. Yeah, just,
0: you know, being consistent is... I think in the end is you know be consistent with all those other things we've talked about yeah you know, choose your choose your path choose what you you know choose the whys that you want to sell and the hows and the what's and then be consistent with it and and people will find you um you know look for opportunities to um you know to co-brand to 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 team up with other businesses and stuff and um you know, look for opportunities to to trade that with other businesses, and um, you know, and it's going to come. It might not come fast, but it,
1: if you keep at it
0: and and stuff, it's going to it's going to come.
1: Yeah, I don't think you'll ever get away from any of that, no matter what. And I I agree. I think that consistency is the key. But I yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully hopefully that's an encouragement to him, and hopefully. If nothing else, there's a couple little pieces that maybe you can take away from it,
0: yeah, hopefully it's an, it's an encouragement for anybody else listening that man, they just saw the big pile of gold that we just gave Tanner. They're going to be like, man, I need some of that gold we're gonna i'm gonna send them an email right now to forging the journey at gmail dot com
1: <laughs> maybe we should repeat that again forging, forging the journey the journey at gmail dot com look at that it's like a reverb <laughs> <laughs> is there an echo. Oh that's cool, so
0: yeah, well, you know me and Jared, me and Jared will never ever say that we're experts in any way, but no we're we're more than happy to, to give what advice we have from our experiences and let you know what's what's worked and not not worked for us, so
1: yeah, and I think um, if you wait until you would qualify yourself as an expert, it's too late you know I, not that it's i don't know maybe it's never too late, i don't I mean, maybe that's a dumb thing to say, but you know what i mean greg if you if you wait. Yeah your whole life, and you're like, well, maybe in a year when I get this information, then I'll be ready. And maybe I'll wait, actually, because I'm not ready in marketing. I've never done that before. Well, I've never started a business. I've never done accounting. You know, I, I think if you wait too long because of fear, you'll, you're never going to actually start out.
0: Right. I mean, there's, there's certain things that you need to be an expert in. I'll say that I'm an expert at making neomags and rasks and stuff. You're an expert at making targets, whatever you do, be, be an expert at it, be the best in the whole world at it. Um, but you know, as far as the business side of things, I guess is what I'm, is what I'm kind of more referring to. And, um, yeah. So. And
1: even looking back though, you know, it's, it's funny because I would say that now we're, we could, you know, hold that title of, yes, we're professional target designers, you know, whatever you want to call it. But there was a window of time, and I'm sure you went through it too, where we weren't experts at it. You know, we were uh, just looking back at some of the first targets we built. It's laughable, and we have some of them here and at Ethan's house as reminders of where, you know, where we came from. And you know, like oh, your like your first Neomag you threw together uh, probably looked a whole lot different.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, and I keep all of them. Like any like any new. Like any new revision that I make or anything like that, I I always keep the first off of it, and uh, it's it's pretty neat to I go back through my Neomag museum, go back to the very first first handmade one that I did, all the way to what we're doing doing today with customs and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: You know, I wish ours took up less space because I'd keep a whole <laughs> lot more of the revisions. But you know, I'm thinking just right now, I'm thinking about the Phoenix plate rack that we built. And how that thing went through—I don't know—like two months of us messing with it. And if we would have kept every single revision, it would have just taken up a whole room. But yeah. there are components uh, nice stuff I can fit you know, into a on small box. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have pictures. I have I have papers that I hang on to. Um, you know, as as we get into every year, I write out kind of a plan of where I'd like to see us refine and, and work on. And I have all of that. And even that alone is fun to look back on because it kind of strikes up a lot of memories and reminds you of you know, where you came came from, where you're headed. So anybody listening, if you're building a business, document it. Yeah. Because it, it, it is an encouragement. When you feel like you haven't achieved anything or you feel like you're not going in the right direction, sometimes just break that box out of the old stuff and hopefully that's a little bit of encouragement.
0: I wish I was better at... I like journaling and stuff. I bought this. <clears throat> excuse me. I bought this journal last year. Um, that, and it, make, it makes it makes stupid simple too. Like it, it walks through each month, and it, get, it it even has questions for you. You know, what did you, you know what did, what went well this year or this month? What didn't go well? What did you try? You know, all this all this stuff. And it's super cool. It's, but I don't I don't think I wrote one thing in it. You know, I'm just I'm horrible at that.
1: Yeah, I just have a stuff. little. I wish I was better. At it. I don't know. I have a notepad that I use, but you know what? That should be a podcast. We should talk about how we (laughs) organizing thoughts. episode 12.
0: Yeah. That's, and frankly, that podcast would be an educational podcast that I need because I have, I have ideas. I've even bought things to do it with. And, um, and I think there's, there's very real relevant, um, and timely reasons to to keep record of stuff. Um, yeah, I think that might be a good good podcast to do. Um, so just so people know, our next <clears throat> next week's podcast, we will actually be together in person. We're going to be at be a shot show. <clears throat> um,
1: yeah, it's going to get so weird.
0: We're gonna. <laughs> we may even pull in. I'm going to have Dusty with me. You're going to have Ethan with you. Um, we, we, we may even pull those guys in and um and kind of do a do a live podcast together. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped up about that. Um, just even being, in like you said before, just being in the same room or at least seeing each other, the conversation is definitely different than being on the phone, but just even the dynamic of being at shot, it's going to be, you know, exciting. There's gonna be a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, and, uh, it, I'm excited for it.
0: We'll be jet lagged and exhausted from walking the show and, uh, yeah it's going to be interesting neither of us are big drinkers so I can't say we're going to be buzzed or anything but
1: yeah no I you know that it's funny because I I'm totally random and maybe too much but I've never been drunk before <laughs> ever yeah and neither really um, so yeah I don't plan on it I can I can go to Vegas maintaining a clear thought process the whole time and I won't struggle with that
0: no and frankly I just kind of fun fact it's not really that fun but when i go to to vegas which is a three-hour time change um that 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 time change and the and the sleep schedule change like it totally throws me off in my first year i went there i just i felt blah like the whole week just just because of all that stuff and i barely ate and i barely drank um just because i didn't feel like it um and then last year I was sick the whole time. Like, yeah, I was almost deathly sick the whole time. I came to shot sick. You're welcome, everybody. Um,
1: I feel like that's the right move, though. I, I feel like no, that's a good it's, strategy. It's not.
0: That's Chris <laughs> Moon if that was the right strategy. Yeah. He stayed in the same room with me, and I'm pretty sure I got him got him sick. But anyway, like, my game plan when I go to Vegas, just, just because all that stuff messes with my system, like, I think I eat, like, twice a day. I don't really drink anything. I don't drink any alcoholic drinks there just because I don't want to, like, I like I already feel odd when I'm, like, my system feels odd when I'm there anyway, so I try not to mess with it. So I'm, I'm pretty boring when I'm there as far as the whole party scene goes. Yeah, and stuff. I, I don't
1: do that either. I, yeah. I'm just, that's never been me. A campfire in the middle of nowhere, and that's, that's me. Yeah. But, I don't know. We're it, squares. What's that?
0: People,
1: we're both pretty square. Oh, yeah.
0: Both losers. But anyway, man, <laughs> let's wrap this up. I need to get back to work. You yeah. need to get back to work. And uh, we'll pick this up next week uh, in Vegas.
1: Yeah, I'm pumped. And, guys, anybody listening, if you want to ask us any questions or anything, remember that, that email is forgingthejourney at gmail.com. Or, obviously, you can message us on our Instagram accounts, which you guys all know of by now if you've been listening since the beginning. So yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in and and hopefully you guys send us some emails and remember that we, you know, I I plan on still holding up our end, Greg, if someone sends us in an email, um, you know, shoot us an email this week between, what is this, podcast 11 and next week will be 12 and uh, yeah, send some patches and a sticker out for you if you shoot us an email.
0: Maybe even whoever uh, whoever the first person is that sends us an email because we're going to you walk around shot, you end up with a backpack full of patches and stickers and stuff. We'll, we'll send you a whole bucket load of patches and stickers that we pick up as we're walking around the show.
1: That's a good way to, to offload some of that stuff, because I come away with yeah. way too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. <clears throat> I come back with a big box full of stuff, and I call up a couple people that, you know, that's that's local to me and say, Here, take what you want. And I still end up with boxes full of, of stuff, so... yeah, well, We'll send you a bunch of patches patches and stickers that we pick up as we're walking around.
1: Sweet. We'll make it happen.
0: All right, man. You have an awesome week, and uh, I'll see you
1: next week. Yeah. Take care. All right. Bye.